Hello everybody, welcome to day seven. Ta-da! <laughs> the seven of year seven or year seven, day seven of the 30 years and 30 days podcast, live podcast with Great Grace. I'm so excited. Seven is the number for perfection. In fact, I feel this fresh new rejuvenation within me and I'm glad. I'm grateful to God for the opportunity to do this today again. Yes. Thank you all for the comments, uh, for the recommendations. I'm grateful. I'm grateful. That's me saying thank you so much in the Yoruba language. All right. So I had some questions yesterday. People were saying, oh, so what happened to the young girl? Okay. What happened to the young girl is that I said the marriage scattered and then she had to grow up with her stepmom. Actually, she was being shared between between her dad and her mom. And so I think the mother had to marry way later. Yeah. And then she had to spend more time with her dad. So she was always complaining. And I told her it is well. But you see, there are no accidents alive. There are no accidents alive. And that's why I remember on day 6 or day 5, I was reading for us. the poem by Rochelle for telling you of your identity you're not an accident it doesn't matter how you came into this world if God didn't want it so you wouldn't have been here so in God's coordination he has brought you and that's all that matters glory to Jesus all right let's get into today's episode ah yesterday was so much so much stories so much unveiling so much deep things deep things ah oh jesus it's so amazing let me say this before i continue i remember on day one i said to us that some of the things we do while we're little might have a lot to do with us when we are grown up Mm. so my nickname was um uh, the the meaning of my nickname (laughs) is grace loves to talk grace loves to write and um i am a good storyteller child jesus today as i'm doing this right now you know <laughs> the the fact that you know it just crossed my mind that hmm, this is what you've been doing since you're a child talk 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 ah ah oh god this well uh and i enjoy doing it but i'm just glad that i don't speak empty words <laughs> and that's the beautiful thing about it uh, in case you've not been taking out time to really find out for yourself or you've not taken out time to ask those questions I gave you to ask your parents some of the unique and some of the unique and significant things about your life about you're a child you know it might really be helpful are you looking for direction do you need help are you wondering oh is there is this aside work aside school school workload and all of that what else is there to me what else is fun about me you might need to ask questions so that you get answers. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Let's get into today's work. Today's perfection. Seven, 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 seven. <laughs> so day seven, year seven. Um, at this day, uh, let me do it quickly. Let me do a calculation quickly. Um, um. Mm, I'm coming. All right, so I am back. I guess uh, the seven years seven. I'm trying to do a quick calculation. 
and then i'm realizing based on my calculation this is me being sincere that uh, some of the things i have for day seven are things that have already happened that happened um that happened with <coughs> sorry please okay okay right okay i'm on track all right so day seven year seven mommy had a tutorial center in the house for during holidays because she has always had that desire to start up our own school uh what's the name of our school when she started our school king's kiddies that was the name of our school when she started but not this particular year at this point it was more of tutorials or tutorials at this particular year yeah so she had a tutorial for children during holidays especially long holidays and my compound will be full with a lot of children coming to learn and um the whole idea is then anyways don't make it expensive make it affordable and then make it something that they can pay daily yeah let's assume if the bill was um 15 era for the duration of the lesson per day every child is coming with their money so there's nothing like oh pay two thousand it should have been good money then not now though but then you see but it wasn't that for that it wasn't that that then so let's say maybe she said 20 naira then you have more children come everybody will come with 20 20 naira and they'll be glad to pay <laughs> that was nice <laughs> so also our school was changed yeah so we returned back to school returned back to school I think I didn't get to speak much about the school I was attending. I only told us how that um, we had some people that were maybe done with secondary school and they were planning to get into the university institution. But, you know, because we were little, so they looked like they were already graduates of the university. So we had to, we had to, okay, we visited. I already talked about that, so I don't want to go backwards. So we changed our school. Um. Uh, when daddy came and then i remember one day one fateful day soldier aunts visited our kitchen and then they entered the whole rice the whole pot of rice ah you people nobody has told me about that uh this family christmas time it is christmas time the ah the geese are what hey holy spirit remind me so I have a picture already in my head. I can see Mr. Wosu with the two big chicken and a big bowl of rice. You know that big bowl of rice? Big pot of rice that was on the table. Now, can you see the rice on the table? I mean, what did they say Gansef in that story? Eh, that one. Ah, so Janna entered that kind of rice. Ha, ah, that's bad market. <laughs> uh, that's bad market. <laughs> excuse me i was about to sneeze okay so mm, that's how sujan entered into the pot of rice sujan said everywhere <laughs> mom was not like oh god what am i going to do so i'm like oh we are gonna to have to take i say mommy who eat this one me i'm not eating sujan rice <laughs> oh, i also remember uh one of my aunts visited us at that time as well and then when she visited us Mm. I think she took us out. Ah, this man, she likes. They used to call it Yahoo. Yahoo is when you, you know, when you take someone out, just have fun. And then now they call it Yahoo. So she took us to into town. When your auntie visit like that, you eat all the 
unimaginable. It's very nice stuff. You take Fura, you go take go on a ride, bicycle, different rides, horse, and everything. And it was really so beautiful. So hmm, small gist about my auntie. So there's this Ibu man in the market. He liked my he liked my auntie because he met her when uh when we moved to the north. I think my auntie was around for for a while. Because when my sister was giving birth to at age one, my grandpa, my dad's mom, passed on to glory. So at age one, my auntie came and took my sister to Lagos. And she said bye-bye to my mom. And she left with my auntie. <laughs> so uh, so mommy also discovered a meal that she was giving my sister then. I think she called it Gladilac or New Trend or something. So the content, of course, some people call it Tom Brown. Some people call it Cereal. Some people just call whatever name. We call it New Trend at home. New Trend. <laughs> so it, it consists of maize, soya beans, granite. You could use dry fish, crayfish. Um, sometimes you could put sorghum. So oh, the idea is you just... you. You fry it golden brown. You take off the shaft of the soya beans. Yeah. And then you, you go blend it. It's always beautiful and nice. <laughs> so we had access to it. So, so that was what my younger sister was taking. Then so this I remember when my, my aunt was with us. She she loves business. She was really industrious, business oriented. So my mom will do all the things she knows she can sell easily. My auntie will take it out, distribute, make money. So that's how she met this Ibo man. So the Ibo man liked my auntie. But when my auntie was returning to Lagos, she returned with my sister. And by the time she was going to come back, I mean, it's not those days where you have food. So if you live like this, nobody will disturb you. <laughs> Except the person has your postal address. And all that's why I can even get a letter from the post office. So when she returned he was already married i think about with three children already but he still took care of us that day another of that man so i was like you're already married there's nothing i can do about it <laughs> it is well oh, that just no concern me all right so let's go back to our gist. and then at this stage i think my dad has arrived yes i remember so myself and my neighbors were playing uh Dad even tried to really cop the way we play, but <laughs> we're already used to it. Of course, when we see our dad, we don't joke with it. I don't know who is calling me on this phone that is screaming alarm up and down. But it's not a call, it's an alarm. So, that was, we were always, I know we don't try nonsense. When daddy's around, you sit put. She sights daddy from afar. Oh God, just start running, dusting your head, dusting your legs. You have to look, oh God. Don't mess up. So that it won't mess you up. Yeah, so while we're playing, I think I was within a in, I was on a bench. Then on that bench, another bench was kept on it and stuff like that. So I think I was down and then this neighbor took a stick of broom and mistakenly pushed it through and it entered my eyes. For the first time in my life, I didn't know how deep the eye was until after I screamed. And when he was going to pull it out, it was a long pull. 
the next thing I saw was that there was a blood spot palm on my eyes. I remember I, I told us that I had issues with my eyes and the doctors recommended that I use glasses and my dad said no, no glasses. Faith is very important parents engage this aspect. At the point where your children have not come to that point of accountability, you know, it is the place, it's the time where you stand your ground as a parent and you speak over their lives. At that point, you are still the prophet over their lives because they can't make decisions yet for themselves. My dad was like, no. I didn't even now get to tell us also that uh, uh, the state of my legs, you know, the recommendation my parents got was to do a surgery on my legs that when it's better they do the surgery early when uh, the bone is not yet hard when i'm still little so that i would it will balance up before i grow up and then the process of the surgery would have been done with before i'm older hmm. it was a tall order a long call my parents said no she's going to be fine so uh, i remember very clearly while we're still at Dugueri's house at the other place that every morning my mom would sit me down and teach me some exercises to do after her it wasn't comfortable it was painful but i was doing it i'll do it in the morning with her we'll do it in the evening with her she was consistent she was putting in the effort my dad was putting in the effort just to ensure that my leg is back and my eyes are 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 intact they didn't want to involve anything external as much as they could they kept declaring over me you will see well you won't have issues with these eyes sometimes my eyes can be teary sometimes my eyes can be blurry sometimes i won't even see a lot of plenty drama you know and all but they kept at it and that's why my mom was saying to that teacher then that don't leave her in the classroom when her mates are doing other exercise or sports she she doesn't sit at home so why would you make her sit in school let her also play around so mommy kept doing that and she did that for years i think i did exercise with when my leg was consented i was age age six age six seven years she's back from us she said gracie oh yeah come come sit oh yeah touch your toes hey, hey. it's so easy to touch the toe now but then it wasn't easy I won't even get anywhere close. So this particular day, when uh, this neighbor of mine got broom and stick into my eyes, my dad was really pained, like, hey, God, the eyes we are telling God to help us sort out. This boy wants to mess it up. Daddy didn't even know what to do. If he's to beat up the pot, to flood, to, he didn't know what to do. Suddenly, my eyes were getting blurry. I couldn't see. My left eye, yeah? my left eye yes ah god this god is faithful do you know as i'm saying this i can literally picture it and i remember the eye my left eye daddy was so pained what's going on here so he was thinking of what medications to use because it was going blurry i wasn't seeing again with it so after i knew my parents they love they love god my dad anointed me and started praying when he was done he started trying to apply eye drops clean the eyes and see what he can do about it and then to the glory of god the blood spot faded off i could see clearly 
In fact, at, at age 10 or so, I completely stopped using eye drops. Yes, at that age, I've stopped every kind of uh, drug and every kind of medication for my eyes completely. Yes, because I doubt, I doubt if, no, absolutely, I, I stopped it completely. So my eyes stopped closing. I, I, I wasn't having the issue of um, waking up and not able to open my eyes. No, that was not there. I, all of those issues were gone. I'm grateful to God for that. I'm really so grateful to Jesus till today because at the point where my parents were the ones to have major says over my life, they didn't make decisions based on sentiments where I was concerned. Yes, they were very particular about what God wanted for me and they followed it through. So today, if you see me being particular about what I'm doing part-time, we didn't start today. I had parents who were very, very watchful and careful about everything I accept as a reality. And it really shaped my identity and um, who God has made me today. So I'm grateful to God for amazing parents. Yeah, I'm grateful to God for amazing parents. I can't thank God enough. If not today, I'd have been using glasses up and down. And does that mean sometimes I does not even come up with issues? Sometimes it does. And I tell him, oh, when you go back to where you're coming from, this body is the temple of God. And in this temple, we decide what happens to our eyes. <laughs> in this temple, we decide and we determine what happens to every aspect of our bodies. And it's been good and glorious. Okay, so. Uh, and then my legs. That's another testimony on its own. Because anyone that known me when I was little, you know, whenever they get to see my parents again, they are asking, where is Grace? Because everybody in their mind, eyes, they just think, oh God, by now. Because, you know, when you have bow legs, the type that I have, and you're growing, you know, and maybe you're adding weight, it will be really pathetic. The way you will walk, the pain you will feel, though it will become a pattern, but then it will be really pathetic. You know, my, my, my feet where what kind of shape can i give to that right now my ship my feet sorry uh, um, um, became flat feet or how do i put it i'm looking for the word till today when i'm putting on um when i'm sitting down and i'm putting on a slippers a sandal or a shoe i don't even know how to put my feet directly on the floor like i just bend it sideways so people like, oh, you're going to, I remember one time I've said a family friend in Ibado, oh, you're going to cut the slippers like that. That's how I'm just used to keeping the legs. And that's because then of the bow. So when it's bow, that's how I was going to keep my legs. So I'm used to it. Like, oh, where is Grace? Oh, this is Grace. I say, no, come on, stop it. And we are asking for Grace. Oh, that is Grace. Ah, what did you do to the leg? What happened to the leg? And all of that. I also remember a cousin of mine uh, when I returned back to when we returned back to our former school we met we connected there and uh, we realized this one is a far cousin though uh, she too had bow legs and then her parents tried doing operations on it ah try I don't know the state of the leg today but I pray that there's already a transformation because with what I saw ah yeah yeah with what I saw, it wasn't nice at all. The leg keeps getting worse. 
you know one is like getting trying to get straight one is getting folded one is still curved ah some people say oh so are you saying that bow legs run in the in this in your family i did not say so yeah so i'm not saying so because it's not like it was in any it was neither in my mom's family nor in my dad's family like every like i'll say to you and i'll say to you again we there are no accidents alive. God is deliberate and intentional about your life. He knows your story from start to finish. Today, just little traces or no, absolutely no trace of bow legs. And I'm grateful to God. And like my dad always say, he says, don't worry. As Grace grows up, her legs will straighten up. As she grows up, she, her legs will straighten up. And that's what it is today. I'm grateful to God for that. So, okay, so back to our new school when we got to school, I was supposed to be in primary six by then. Uh, yes. But not at this age. Yeah. Actually, though, so they repeated us from primary six to primary four. So I started again for primary four. And why did they repeat us? I told us already that we're good. But when we got to that new school, from the school we went to very close to the new location we're at and that school is like oh you're like the brilliant smartest everything hmm. when we went back to where the standard the standard was high we were not the brilliant smartest anything we had to go back and start again so we, we started again and it was fun okay and it was fun okay so uh, what else happened in this year let me just give us one story before I close this particular episode. So, uh, while we're in the new school, there was one time there was unrest in town. There was this riot, this crisis between the Muslims and the Christians, right? So, uh, crisis, if you've been to the north, you know that it has been a, it's just something that happens continually. God have mercy in Jesus' name. Amen. So there's this unrest in town, and whenever there's unrest in town, you just see parents coming to pick their children. You know, from nine, from nine, ten parents just come picking their children and all of that. So my mom was a staff, so we had to leave. And when we we're leaving, uh, when we we're leving, um, we we're living with other staff that we stay at uh, close to the same location so we were moving to we were moving we, moved, we got to the road and we started you won't even see cars moving and passing all you see in the air will be thick dark uh, uh smoke of maybe burnt churches or burnt marks or burnt houses or some things that just been burnt I remember that particular year uh, while we were going home, she had a lot of distance to cover. And my dad was like, oh, we saw my dad. I'm like, didn't you know that there's unrest? He says, yes, yes, yes. That he actually left his secretary in the office yesterday. He told him to do some work. So he has to go and ensure that the work is done and he cannot afford to leave India alone. Wow. That's the heart of a true leader because that's actually the life of a true leader. How do you explain that? You, uh, you should think that a secretary should find his way or something. But and then where the office was located as was at the core of the Muslims, where they were, the core, you know, they 
when you're talking of war and fight that's where it is that was where they were based you know at some point you know we had to divide uh, Kaduna state in such a way that there's a place where the Christians are populated more populated dominated and a place where the Muslims are dominated so if you are found among the Muslims they will not you're on your own that's one too the Muslims were not buying the properties of the Christians and the Christians didn't have a choice they can't stay there because their life is at stake so that means they just took over their properties for free that's what it meant so mommy was like but this and that daddy said don't worry don't worry I'll be fine so daddy left and so while we were on our way a parent a, a staff's husband came to pick his wife and children and wanted to take other staff so he said that the people that have children should come in to the car yeah so a, another teacher I remember she was the computer teacher she just pushed my mom and entered she wasn't married and she was uh, a single and she didn't have a child she just pushed my mom and entered we're like no allow she said no ah she was even already teary that she's the only one left for her mother she has not given birth to anyone no? she has not given her stuff like that and she didn't have anybody that like, she's not gonna let my mom uh <laughs> in so she entered okay it's fine so my mom was just quiet and just okay stood by this side you know this song this, there's a song coming to my mind right now i think by nosa hey, 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 hallelujah hey. but that's what's been playing in my heart for quite a while now so my mom just said okay <laughs> in obedience to god's call she came to the north you know based on god's call for her husband so she knows and she was rest assured of his protection upon herself and her family that's why i weren't worried that daddy left in the heat of the fight like who does that so my mom said no problem so we started we were walking down with the other staff members and uh, and um, later on we saw that the uh, you see and we can't blame that auntie that's just people's reaction at the point of death you know you can't nobody can tell <laughs> what they would do in that kind of a case but you see may god help us sincerely may god help us sincerely my mom just stepped aside quietly and we kept working see so at this point <laughs> we can stick smokes a lot of things were being burnt you know and then sincerely it's it takes more than a lion's heart to live in a place of unrest and constant wars that's why i love to it's good to intercede it's good to pray for the nation nigeria to pray for the nations of the earth i love to pray for the nation nigeria and the 36 states including the fct and i use it as a point of contact to every other nation experiencing unrest it takes more than a lion's heart Ujubelo is more than that <laughs> to stay in places like that it has to be based on 
of place of constant unrest, you know, and wars. It actually takes a heart that is sold out to the will of the Father. Yes, it takes a to stay in such a place, especially if you're called into ministry. It's not because you are strong-hearted. No, it's because you are sold out where the work of God, where the work of God is concerned. So, the father, the the staff's parent, staff parent went and came back again, and when he came back, he came and he came and picked us up to the glory of God. I remember the later, the lady, the lady later apologized to mom, and uh, my, my mom was very instrumental in her marital decision and even the fruitfulness of the womb. You see, even though she said nasty things that day and all of that, it didn't matter. <laughs> it didn't matter. See, so I remember just after this crisis, I suppose that the north was um, divided by location for Christians, uh, for where Christians stay majorly and where Muslims stay. You know, so if you are found in between, oh, why, oh, <laughs> it is well. Uh, what other thing happened in this season? Uh, what's going on with this siren noise outside now? Okay, so uh, maybe tomorrow I'll talk about what happened at my dad's office when he arrived but what happened for us what happened to us as a family was that the what happened to us as a family was that the land that is land a land that he got close to one area like that i think laria village somewhere yeah the blocks that were already molded for the construction of the house were all wasted also so at this point ah i think i'll take this tomorrow all right people what did you even learn today like that like that mm, today's juice is sounding dry but may god help us i hope you learned something <laughs> um sincerely it takes it takes a heart that is sold out to god to stay in a very a particular location i remember then they always call my parents come down to come down home leave that place don't stay there don't die there do you want to this and all of that my dad will say we are fine we are where god wants us to be yes i must say to us that if god has put you in a place stay there are you probably in a location where right now where there's an unrest if god is one asking you to stay there please do yourself the good stay there stay there your best will come your change will come your salvation will come if god has kept you in the land god will preserve you that's something my dad will if god has kept me here god himself will preserve me and that's just the truth that's the truth he never slumbered he never sleep he never slumbered he never slept if god has kept you in the land god himself will preserve you i can't count the number of times i can't count the number of times I remember also at that time that a lot of families, after the war, they packed themselves and their children and ran back to their villages. You know, it's so sad to realize that they came back. They left full, but when they came back, most of them came back empty. Yes, they came back empty. Some of them came back, uh, but uh, they already lost about two, three children in the village already. I can't tell what happened. I just want to tell you that if God is not instructing you, don't allow fear, you know, push you out of God's plan for you. Don't allow fear, make you lose yourself. So wherever you are at right now, like God, or maybe your parents are at, 
hey god when can are we leaving this place oh why can't we leave this place now oh this place is not this and it's not that i want to assure you that if god has instructed your parents to be there especially if you are the child of a missionary or you're a missionary yourself if god is instructing you to be there let god be true and every man a liar yes till daddy left the earth his bone was not broken so daddy left the earth he didn't take a shot he didn't take a bullet <laughs> from the op- uh, from the opposition he did not he never did in fact when that was going to leave the earth it wasn't due to a crisis no <laughs> do you see god is that deliberate and intentional about us we must see what he's saying to us and we must run with it you know god is at work within you god knows what he's doing for you and if at all tomorrow god will send you into the nations of the earth wherever it may be you should know that you see whoever would give up his life for the sake of god will have it whoever will hold on to it will lose it choose to give it all up it is worth it when you give it all up you will never regret it okay this is not saying hey so people should go and die i did not say that too what i'm saying is this be sold out <laughs> all right thank you for tuning in today again god bless you god bless you see you tomorrow bye bye i think the eight is the uh, the day of new beginnings so let's see glory to god <laughs>